A solo travel woman is a woman who is passionate about exploring new destinations, immersing themselves in different cultures, and really getting out there to create these once-in-a-lifetime memories without letting fear or anyone hold them back. Welcome to the Solo Travel Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and each week I am here to help motivate, inspire, and empower you to take your next solo adventure. Whether you've traveled solo before or maybe you're just thinking about it, you're going to learn so much here as we dive into different destinations, give the best tips around budgeting and planning your next solo itinerary. You're going to hear from all different experts and travel enthusiasts about their solo adventures. So I invite you to tune in each week as we take this amazing journey together on the Solo Travel Woman Podcast. Hello, travelers. Welcome to the Solo Travel Woman Podcast. I am just so excited to have you all back here with us again this week. Um, I wanted to remind you all, too, don't forget, we launched our Solo Travel Woman Society getaway, and we've definitely gotten a lot of interest. So if you are someone who wants to join fellow women on a mission to Morocco to just empower yourself and find yourself and really embrace your love for travel. We are headed there on March 31st, 2022 for 15 days, and you should definitely join us. So I just wanted to put that reminder out there before we got started on today's episode. So today I'm very, very excited. We have a woman joining us who not only is a solo travel enthusiast, but she really understands what it's like to help other women navigate any type of emotional influences in their life, anything they're going through that might cause them to have that quote unquote emotional baggage and really has learned how to harness what travel can bring to you and bring to your spirit to help people through these, these times in their life that they might be struggling with. She is the founder of herbagswerepacked.com. So definitely go check that out. It'll be linked in our description. And she is a travel writer with a special interest in budget-friendly, off-the-beaten-path, really quirky and fun travel. And so I am so excited to introduce Catherine Smith, who is just going to share her story. She's going to share all about how travel can be used as a healing tool to get you through some hard times in life. And she's just going to share some really fun tips and tricks with you travelers so you can take it away and maybe utilize them when you're traveling your next adventure. So Catherine, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Sarah. That was fun. You don't, you know, it's not often that you get to listen to someone <laughs> talk about your accomplishments. <laughs> I tried. I hope I did it just It was great. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Well, I love it. I would love, you know, everyone sometimes goes through that phase where they're hesitant about solo travel and things like that. So I would love for you to share, you know, kind of your background story on what led you into the path of a solo journey. Um, because then, you know, we'll dive into that healing segment mm -hmm. and, you know, how do you utilize that? But what got you even started with solo travel? It happened by accident. <laughs> you know, it was not something I planned. I wasn't someone who dreamed of becoming this world traveler or anything like that. I mean, yeah, of course, I occasionally, like, I definitely had my list of things I wanted to do and places I wanted to go. But this idea of solo travel or even what travel would look like was not something that was thought out. It was just this fantasy. And then um, 
in college, I was, I had some friends who had done this 10K every year in Charleston, South Carolina, which was about five hours from where we were. And they would go every year and they said, oh, you can come with us, you know, sometime come with us. And so this, it was my last year of school. And I thought, well, I don't know where I'm going to be next year. I might not be near here. I should, I should do this while I have the chance. And so I signed up on a whim and registered. And then I reached out to my friends and they said, oh, we're not going this year. And I was just kind of thrown because I thought, well, I just paid for this registration and I was a broke college kid. So even I don't know how much it was. Maybe it was $25, $50, but it still felt like, oh no, I just wasted I would say that's gas money. Yeah, like it, it still felt like a waste of money to not do it. And I had to kind of ask myself, like, am I enough of a reason to go do this anyway? Like, can I do that? And I had met a woman, um, I don't know how many years prior, but this woman named Peg, and she had been on a solo road trip. And I remember, and it was like months long. And I remember being so fascinated by this woman. She was a married woman. She didn't have to travel alone. She was choosing to travel alone. And I I just was so intrigued by this, this idea of being someone who would take a trip on your own because you wanted to, not because you didn't have friends or something like that, but that you had something in you that was confident enough to do that. And so I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to do that. I'm going to take myself on this weekend. And the only thing I could afford, because it's a big, big weekend in Charleston, the only thing I could afford was a little one-room cabin at the KOA campground. And it, <laughs> I love yeah, it. it was like a little rustic. It was just this one little room. It had this little bed. You had to bring your own blankets. You had to walk to the bathhouse, use the bathroom. And, and I thought, this is going to be really great, or I'm going to get murdered out here in the woods. Like, <laughs> those are my two <laughs> options. I love and uh, I wrote that in my journal, like, this will be great if it works out. But um, so the next morning, I went and did the race. And, you know, there were all these, it actually was just in my Facebook memories, like two weeks ago. And this was um, 2010, end of March, early April 2010. And, and I was talking about on Facebook, like, well, what? I got to the race in the morning and I'm like, what do I do now? Like everyone's talking with their friends and stretching and I'm just awkwardly standing by myself. And I'm like, I guess I should stretch. But, but then I started just people watching and observing people and, and taking it all in. And then I ran the race and had this great time observing everything. And I got to the end of it and I felt like there was this one moment at the end when there's people celebrating their friends, they're there to congratulate them. And I didn't have anyone there to congratulate me. And it was this moment of just this, this loneliness that comes in. And mm -hmm. I had to ask myself, is what I just accomplished like worth celebrating on my own? Like, is my own accolade for myself enough? Then some other person congratulating me, like, can I, give myself that approval? Can I stop looking for that from someone yeah. else? And, 
And so it was, okay, I guess I'm enough. And so I had to just kind of have that talk through with myself. And then I continued on through the little finish line and uh, went to the little snack station and got my snacks. And I was walking away going, now what? And this girl said, hey, will you take our picture? There were these two girls. I took their picture. They started talking to me. We ended up going out for drinks. Then they invited me to go hang out with them that night. And like we became friends. And so it was just this really bizarre, fun weekend that would never have happened if I had someone else there with me, right? And yeah, you would have been, you would have relied on them. They would have been your clutch, mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't have gotten out. You wouldn't have opened yourself up to meeting someone new. Of probably. course not. And like now as a solo traveler, I know that. But at the time, I didn't know that's a thing that happens. And uh, if you're open to it. And so, yeah, so that was my first trip. And it wasn't like I said, oh, I'm now a solo traveler. I don't even think solo traveler was a phrase I was aware of, yeah. <laughs> you know, but the following year I did a weekend in New York the same time the following year. And I just treated myself to a weekend. And it started just the first three years was just kind of this Every spring, I would take myself on this little weekend, and I'd say, every spring, I take myself on a weekend. That's what I do. I didn't think of it as solo travel. It was just, this is the thing I do for me. And eventually, like a little spring clean, spring refresh trip for your trip, trip for yourself. Just telling myself I'm enough to do something. And sometimes it was a trip to visit a friend in another place, and I would spend time with them, and I would also do things on my own. And But eventually, you know, I just kind of kept adding on to it. And I think really what became Catherine the solo traveler also still happened by accident because what would happen is I realized people talk about taking trips together, but they don't do it. And I started just saying, hey, I want to go to Boston. I'm going to go Labor Day this year. If anyone wants to come with me, I'm going. Let me know. People would say they were coming. And for six months, they'd say they were coming. And I just quit waiting for people to do it with me. I just would make the plans. I would do it and I would leave it open and say, if you want to come, I'm leaving at this time, hop in the car. And, and I would just go either way because I was tired of waiting for other people to let me start living my life. You know, you know, yeah. so, so that's, that's how no, the I love happened. that. No, and I love that because I think that's the biggest thing is like, why are we holding our lives back? Because other people might not have the time or the money or just be flaky. Let's Mm -hmm. be honest. You know, there's a lot out there that do that, Um, you know, and there's just such a a stigma around the solo travel. Like we're lonely and we don't have anyone. It's like, no, I have plenty of people in my life. I want to do things on my own (laughs) too, you know? So it's like breaking down those stereotypes too, because a lot of times us traveling solo, it's not, a, it's a choice. It's not at all because we got stuck or anything like that, or we just don't have anyone. Um, and so I like your approach with it, with the whole, like, Hey, I'm going here, guys. You want to join? Cool. If not peace, I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. It just, you have to do it that way. And then even like you said, it doesn't have to be a lonely thing. You don't have to be alone. There are so many amazing ways to meet people when you're traveling, but at the same time, a lot of my trips in the beginning, I think I started finding this pride in that time to be alone. I, I'm a very friendly people person. I love talking to strangers, to friends. I'm not a small talk person. I'm like, let's get right into it. But 
Mm-hmm. But there was also something really special about saying, I'm going to get alone with, like, not even consciously knowing you're going to go get alone with your thoughts, but taking a road trip, driving from Philadelphia to Boston and just six hours with my own thoughts in the car, or then like walking around a city by myself or spending a couple hours sitting on a beach by Mm -hmm. myself. Those moments, they really open you up to getting to know yourself, to finding out what's going on in your head. It just causes you to make space because in our everyday life, we go, 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 go. And we don't slow down. We don't quiet what's around us to find out what's bubbling up inside of us. And when you create that space, you get to see what's going on. And then you can kind of reckon with yourself. And that, I think, important to talk about. I think I mentioned this to you before, where we talk so much about how beautiful solo travel is and how fun it is. And we don't often hear people talk about the hard pieces of it, the pieces when you do get lonely, that moment when I'm approaching the finish line and go, oh, now what? Or when I first arrive at the starting line and everyone's with their friends and I'm awkwardly standing by myself wondering if people are staring at me, not noticing that all the professional runners are by themselves, you know, (laughs) like because I'm too caught up in myself. But we, we need to talk about those pieces because Anyone who wants to learn about solo travel, if they don't know that's a piece of it, if that's a hump to get over, they get in that moment and they think, oh, I'm just not cut out for this because I'm feeling this and no one else feels this way. I love, yeah, that's great. You brought that up because it is something that people don't realize. And I don't care if you've gone on a solo trip once or 20 times you're still gonna oh it's like getting on stage when you're Mm -hmm. a professional singer you're still gonna have a little bit of nervousness you're still like anytime I go somewhere new with a new language I get nervous I I don't get nervous to the scent where it debilitates me and I don't get out there but it's still something you have to overcome and you know I've traveled solo all over the world and like there's areas that I've had some pretty pretty gnarly things happen to me but I don't let it you know like you said it doesn't make me think I'm not cut out for it. It doesn't make me, you know, completely turn my back on solo travel, but you, we do have to talk about it more because it, it is something, I mean, things are still going to happen. You're still going to have moments where you, you do feel alone. Um, but it's how you react and navigate through it. That's really going to make all the difference. Yeah. Especially yourself. if you are, like you said, traveling across the world. So now you're somewhere where you're jet lagged and you've been up all night. It is another, it's a whole nother level when you reach that point. I have a friend, Ruth, who's a mental health nurse, and she sometimes writes some stuff for me because she's also a big traveler. And, and she always, we always joke, we say, don't trust yourself for the first 24 hours of a trip. Like, just, just don't trust yourself. <laughs> you know? I love that. Because yeah. you're, it's like, go to your hotel, order some room service, yeah, take go a get nap, a massage, or you know, do something. Although traveling solo is one of the best experiences you can ever have, sometimes it does get kind of lonely. And sometimes it's really hard to find others who share that same passion of traveling and doing it on their own. And that is why I love Tourlina. Tourlina is an amazing app that allows women to connect with fellow female travel companions and locals within a secure and trusted network. 
It is safe and reliable. Every new user gets checked and only verified users can chat with each other. It's for women only, so you could still be part of that solo travel woman network. And it also just makes you want to travel. It's not a dating app and you're never gonna travel alone when you join Tourlina. So my viewers, what's awesome is Tourlina is giving you 50% off a one-year subscription. Use code Sarah. 50 and go to tourlina.com slash promo to get your 50% off. Again, that's tourlina.com slash promo for 50% off. All the details are in the description below. So, okay. So obviously we heard how you got into solo travel. It's very funny that it was by accident because actually I have quite a few friends, same exact situation like just by accident they found themselves in a solo experience but I would love to know so you your website and what you do is a lot about helping others navigate you know through emotions embracing the world of solo travel as a healing process to get through things and you know release you know that emotional baggage that they might be holding on to how did you discover that and what kind of led you to that place where you wanted to help and inspire mm-hmm. others. Do you want the short story or the long story? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, whatever you got. I'm sure people are interested. Yeah. I know okay, I well, so, you know, Her Bags Were Packed is the name. And like you just said, it sort of has this dual purpose, this dual meaning of helping women to release emotional baggage and the many ways that solo travel helps us on that journey, right? So we've got Bags Were Packed for Travel, Bags were packed with baggage, <laughs> so emotional baggage and all that. So um, the actual story, if we were to rewind before that first solo trip, um, I, in high school, so a few years before all of that, that first trip was in 2010, so maybe 2002 to 2005, I was in a very abusive, manipulative relationship with very narcissistic guy and um it was all around just not good um and and even before that like you don't get in a in a relationship like that unless you already have some baggage (laughs) so like yeah I I had daddy issues I had a lot of different stuff going on and then I had this relationship and then that relationship ended and then in college I was you know, trying to get healthy and trying to figure my stuff out and ended up in a relationship with someone who was very kind, very caring, uh, very respectful, total opposite situation. But I was still a mess. Like I had so much baggage. Everything was coming through that filter and it was really damaging my relationship. And So maybe about two years into the relationship, I'm pretty sure it was the summer of 2007, um, I had this night where um, things kind of were repeating themselves. I was behaving in certain ways based on the past. It was damaging the current. I went and sat with my journal and I said, is this ever going to stop? Is all of this bad stuff from my past ever going to stop destroying the good? Can I get past this baggage? And this phrase just came to me. Her bags were packed. (laughs) And uh, it really, and this was 2007, 10 years before I launched the website. Um, Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
And I really felt in my core that this phrase was a promise from whatever you're comfortable with, God, the universe. Um, I kind of believe they're all one big thing out there. Um, so I really felt like it was this promise that, yes, I was going to get through it. And yes, I was not just going to get past it, but I was going to tell the story because it really felt like that phrase was a title that I was going to write a book. Now, granted, I don't know that I was aware of blogs or anything at the time. <laughs> Maybe I would have at the time thought that, but I just thought this was going to be a book title, which I still think it might. But, um, and that was that. I just, I sat on it. I told like three people in 10 years about this. One day I'm going to write a book called Her Bags Are Packed. And it's going to be when I finally unpack all my stuff and, you know, all the things. Uh, <laughs> and so the following year, my relationship ended. So three-year relationship, that relationship ended. Um, and I just kind of started trying to figure things out on my own, just not being in a relationship felt like if, if that really good relationship couldn't work, it just wasn't going to work. And I needed to just be alone and I would be better off on my own. And, and all that's how I felt. And I just really spent my twenties just getting comfortable with me and getting to know myself. And of course I didn't realize at the time, but started looking back later and saying all this time with myself, especially these trips that I'm taking, like, those are times that I'm getting to discover who I am, what I like, what I'm interested in and, and discovering my strengths and building courage because those are the things that solo travel do, does like, Solo travel does that for us. Yeah. It teaches you to rely on yourself. It teaches you that you're made of more than you think, that you're courageous, that you, you have to fake it until you make it sometimes with the confidence. You have to find solutions yeah. to problems when you miss your bus or your train and, you know, all your luggage gets lost. <laughs> you have to figure it out. And then you come oh, back yeah. to yourself and you say like, wow, I'm, I'm stronger than I thought, or wow, I didn't know I was that person. And I really like that person. And, um, and so all those years, that's what I was doing, falling in love with myself. And um, so then in 2015, I quit my full time job, decided to try to figure out how to work remotely. I was traveling a lot because I could even though I was working all these weird freelance jobs. And um, not making much money, but I didn't have to be anywhere. And I had a lot of people say, you should start a travel site. Like you're, how are you doing this? Like, we know that you're not using credit cards cause you say you're trying yeah. to get out of debt. So like, how are you going to Bali and all these different places with such little income? And especially the people who I worked for who knew how much I was getting paid, they had a lot of questions. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, I love that. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, wait, I know what I'm paying. Yeah, they're I like, we're giving you fifteen dollars an hour, 20, 20 hours a week. Like, how are you doing this? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so stuff like that. But and so people kept saying, make a travel site, make a travel site, and I really, I didn't want to. I felt like the internet is so noisy, and I felt like if you want to find something out about travel or 
anything. It's all already on the internet. Like, what do I, like, what am I going to bring to the table that isn't already out there? And at some point, I really don't know how, but at some point in 2015, 2016, I was reflecting on all of my solo travel experiences and what I had gained from it. And that phrase came back to me that her bags were packed. And all of a sudden I put this piece together of, I have been unpacking my baggage for the last 10 plus years. And most of it has Mm -hmm. been through these travel experiences. And that's not unique to me because we eat, pray, love wild was huge at that time. And, and I started thinking, Oh yeah, there is a popular theme here. Like this is something that's actually happening that I don't hear anyone talking about that women are taking these journeys and it's transforming their lives and helping them release stuff. And, And that's when I just said, okay, well, if that that's something that's not already happening, that's the thing I could bring to the table of uh, this conversation of this intersection of mental wellness and solo travel. And that's really just where it came from. And then I sat on it for a year because I was terrified I wasn't going to do it justice. <laughs> so I just sat on the idea and finally one day just said, I've got to do this. And I launched the website and that was a little over three years ago. Oh, yeah. That's, there, there you wow. go. <laughs> that's what it. No, that's an amazing story, though. I mean, I know what all of that's like, you know, going through relationships and, you know, losing yourself and who you are as an individual through them. And, you know, you end up defining yourself based on, you know, some of the bad experiences you've gone through. And so you're having to learn how to rediscover who you are. And, travel does that for you. Um, My last episode was all about how travel enriches your life. And one of the big things was, is it helps you rediscover who you are as an individual Mm -hmm. and what you're capable of. And, you know, many people don't realize that, like, we all know that taking a vacation is fun, you know, and it brings happiness. But some people I don't really think understand the extent of what travel can really do for you as a human and as with your spirit and as with your mindset. And so, what you're seeing all resonates because a hundred percent, you know, this is what, this is what travel is good for. And it helps you go through, you know, these moments in life that you might necessarily, you know, for some people it can take them down a really dark path and to find an outlet such as travel to help you through. Well, it and you great. know, when you just said that, it made me think, I think that's going to be the secret behind the return to travel this year is getting to rediscover ourselves because we've it's almost like we're all just on pause. Like we've been trapped at home. Our relationships are just all sort of like how many friends have you not seen in a year that's like we're just gonna have to like figure out how to pick up again and like all of that and we're going to have to rediscover ourselves and redefine ourselves and that's gonna be really interesting. I hadn't thought about it in that way, but now I'm, yeah. now I'm off on a tangent in yeah. my mind. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, this past year has been, you know, it has been tough and I'm not going to lie. Like, even though I've, like I said, I've traveled by myself for so long all over that first trip I'm going to take after this, I'm probably going to be a little like, it's going to be like dipping my waters in mm-hmm. your, my feet in the water again. It's going to be a little like, okay, 
because we're going to all have to relearn things. You know, what we got accustomed to traveling by ourselves or even with mm-hmm. people is going to be totally different. And everyone's going to have to, you know, readapt and, you know, re, you know, just get used to things again. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely yeah. going to be different. Well, that, it has me excited <laughs> because I don't think I've told, I don't, maybe I've told you, I don't know. Um, I just launched since the, be- since the beginning, like before I ever launched the website, I've had this idea of doing these retreats that help women ease into solo travel. And obviously this year I wasn't able to launch, like do them and, <laughs> and I finally decided to do a semi virtual retreat. And I just launched this last week, uh, the mm-hmm. information about it. And the idea behind it is that all the retreat events are going to be virtual, but I'm encouraging all the participants to leave home, get space from where they've been stuck all year, go somewhere new and use this as their opportunity to, like you just said, dip your toe back in the water. So you're not going to be 100% alone because you're going to be checking in with the group for different activities throughout the weekend, but you're going to have time. This is your free time to explore. Um, and so it's interesting to, I hadn't thought about it specifically in that way that you're talking about it, but that is what we're doing is helping kind of get back into it or get into it for the first time. But it's, it's something I'm really excited about because people can participate in this retreat, no matter where they are, whether they're comfortable just booking a cabin in the woods or they are fully vaccinated and ready to hit New Orleans big or, you know, whatever is for them, they can do, but still attend the events. And, um, yeah, so I'm excited about that because I think it plays into what you said. Um, I think you asked me about budget travel, (laughs) which I didn't really answer your question. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, no, I mentioned that, um, you know, you've had those experience, but we could totally get into that like area. Um, so yeah, so, you know, through your travel through the Healy and stuff, you had mentioned that yes, you have loads of fun advice on how to travel on a budget. I mean, you just mentioned, you know, when you were doing the freelance stuff and, you know, the fun quirky sides of travel. I know the biggest thing that our travelers and those listening love about this podcast is I think every single podcast they're able to take advice and like run with it, put it into action when they're planning their trips. And now that the planning phase has begun because yes. you know, there is hope and light at the end of the tunnel with everything going on, you know, now's the time for the planning phase. Yeah. Any advice, whether it's from a budget standpoint, you're just, just bringing your experiences to our listeners in the form of advice, we would love to hear it. I would love to hear it. I'm always looking to learn. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Know. I have a lot of weird little tips and tricks. And I have a bunch of different links that I could send you if you want to put them in the notes. Um, but some of the like some of my yeah. favorite things are like the free walking tours. When you go somewhere, they have those pay what you want tours. And I love those for two different reasons. One, you get to pick how much money you're spending. And the idea is that you just like tip your guide at the end based on how you thought it was useful or not, that kind of thing. What I love is A, the tour guide is invested because they're working for that money. But two, they're usually people who are really passionate locals. They're not just there for a job. They're there because they truly love their city and they want to share it with people. So you get more of these like, local spots, secret nuggets, like that kind of thing that are really fun. And um, 
I, I, I just, and you get cool history. Like I've done them in Reykjavik, Iceland, which was a fascinating one. I've done it in Rome oh, cool. and they have like different ones in Rome that you can do. Um, I know I've done them in other places, but those are the two that I'm thinking of right now that I've loved both of those. Um, maybe I did one in Lecce, Italy as well. But anyway, those are great. I love the free walking tours. Just look for like pay what you want tours or free walking tours. And there's usually a lot of those in different places that are worth checking out. I also recommend for people like Obviously, everyone has different levels of being able to do this, but a great way to save money when you're in a city is to walk and explore. Like instead of taking taxis everywhere or like the subway, like I love taking public transportation, but if you're on the subway, you're not getting to see stuff. You're underground, you're missing out. If you're walking, you are getting exercise, you're saving money and you get the chance to just stumble upon something. So if it's something that's, I say, obviously it depends on time, but if it's less than like a mile and a half or even two miles, I'm going to walk there instead because it's just yeah. better that way. You know? Oh, walking? Well, walking is the best because, yeah, you get to explore. You get to see the city firsthand. I'm yes. such a people watcher. <laughs> like one of the best ways. One of the best ways to like explore the city and get to know things is all through, you know, walking and like you wouldn't find like a cute cafe to go to and maybe you'll find a new place to try dinner based on that walk. I don't know. I just think it's the best way to get around instead of sitting in a cab or going underground Mm -hmm. in some metro station. Um, Obviously, if if it's far, you have to do certain things. But, you know, yeah, I totally I totally get that. And that is the best way, I think, because you can do tours and sightseeing. Right. All and if you pick a place that's that central, <laughs> like before picking your lodging, figure out the things you want to do and then you pick a central place. So like when I was in Rome, I had a place that it was less than two miles to the Vatican, less than two miles to the Colosseum, less than two miles to the Trevi Fountain. So it was everything was approachable like I the only time I used transportation in Rome was the bus when I first got there at the train station I took the bus to pretty close to my hostel and then I walked the rest of the way and then at the end of the trip I tried to take the bus it never showed up so I had to hail a taxi and go to the train station so I wouldn't miss my train (laughs) all right also, yeah. that right there is why you should walk, people. You can depend on yourself. You cannot depend exactly. on Exactly. And then same thing in Florence. <laughs> like, I think in Florence, the only time, again, was just from the train station to where I was staying. And otherwise, I just walked the whole time. So, yeah, so yeah that's um, two places that I just walked all over. But that that's my thing is I try to walk as much as possible. And I can, I will say... There was a weekend I was doing a half marathon in New York, and that was a mistake because I probably walked like five or eight miles the day before, and then the next day, and it was like that was not smart. <laughs> your your little toes probably. I was just, yeah, I was a little done, but yeah. Um, another <laughs> thing is free museum days. Um, um, I know, like they all have free museum days. But on top, usually museums, like the first weekend of the month or the first Sunday of the month or Wednesday nights, like check those out. But then also Friday nights are big. Like you can do the MoMA in New York on Friday nights. 
um, go see Starry Night for free. Like that's pretty cool. Uh, I tell people when you're doing mm-hmm. free museums to not expect to see every, everything. Cause like usually those are really busy days. And so if you're like, I'm going to go see this entire museum, you're just going to be disappointed. But if you tell yourself like, Hey, the MoMA's free tonight. Let's pop by there for two hours. There's these three pieces I really want to see. And then whatever else we see, cool. Like, you know, kind of set your expectations properly. Yeah. Um, there's also, I'm assuming this still exists. I haven't checked into it since before COVID, but Bank of America and Merrill Lynch, they have a program called Museums on Us. And it's the first weekend of the month. They just have this list of museums that participate in this program and if you show your credit card you can get in for free and so that's all kinds of places if you check the list for whatever location you're going to there's just hundreds of places I know in Philadelphia there's like the African-American History Museum there's the Jewish History Museum there's um, the Art Museum there's like when I used to live there I set a goal like the first weekend of every month to just like try to do a museum for free because that was something I could do so that's a great way if you're traveling that first weekend of the month get one of those credit cards you don't have to use it for anything it's just a great that's really cool option uh yeah yeah I know yeah, it's, it's a that's fun one cool. I don't even remember how I found out about yeah. it but that's a good one um you should also now this is this is my big favorite tip that people think is a little bit weird but I love it Uh, Well, these kind of piggyback on each other. So get creative when you're (laughs) planning your trips. So if you can be flexible with the days that you're traveling, if you can even be creative with where you're going, um, maybe you have a work trip and it's Thursday through, or maybe it's Tuesday through Thursday. And you say, hey, I'm going to take off Friday. And you tell your boss, look, um, I'm going to get my own hotel, but I just want to book my flight home on Sunday instead of Thursday, but I'm taking off Friday. Like if you do the extra legwork to check the flights and find like, Hey, this flight is the same price as the flight you were going to get me, or this flight's actually cheaper. Like they're not going to care if you're saving them money. Right. (laughs) So uh, that's just a nice option of now you're not paying for your flight, but you're getting to be somewhere, spend some time checking something out. Um, So that's one way to get creative with your trip. Also, if you have family travel where you're getting together with family, you can always extend your trip. Maybe your grandparents are in Connecticut. And so you're going to fly to Connecticut and see your grandparents. Maybe you add a few days and you go to New York or Boston or, you know, go check something else out for a couple of days. Also, Um, my grandparents, my grandparents are in Alabama. Well, my grandmother was in Alabama, but um, they, it was super expensive. It would be three to $500 to fly to Alabama. And I'm like, I don't want to spend three or $500 to fly to Alabama, but I could fly Frontier who has really cheap budget flights to New Orleans for maybe $50 round trip. And I would spend two nights in New Orleans, treat myself in New Orleans, and then take the bus, the mega bus for $7 to Alabama. <laughs> and spend a couple days I love that you know yeah getting creative that really you know that saved you tons of money Mm -hmm. or it balanced out because I spent the money in New Orleans instead of on a flight to Alabama because 
Yeah. yeah, but you got to experience a new a new fun place. I yeah. um, I'm definitely the same way as far as the extending. I travel a lot with my job um cuz I produce conferences for a cor- like a software company and I you know there was one time I had to go to London for something that was already planning a euro trip so I planned it around my jobs trip mm-hmm. and I didn't have to pay for flights for my trip. So yeah. I was <laughs> I was going to London for a week for work. And then I was going to have three weeks of a vacation to go there round trip for work just for the week. My flight would have been $600 more than going there for the month, the three weeks Mm. of my vacation plus the one week for work. So I actually saved my company money, but also got my three week trip flight for free. Exactly. Um, And anywhere, it's just about doing the research and just looking at the options. And anytime I've gone to a new city that I've never been to, for a conference, I would extend a couple days just to, you know, putz around and check things out and all of that stuff. So I, I love it. Yeah, I definitely am such an advocate on, you know, utilizing experiences that you're already going to be on to extend and go somewhere new or get creative with how you book your travel. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, so here's the really weird one that comes piggybacking on all of that. <laughs> So take an airline like Frontier. You can also do this with airlines like Southwest and um, Spirit. But I, Southwest is never as cheap. They have affordable flights, but they're not as cheap. Um, yeah. Spirit, I just, I've heard that they're doing a lot better, but I had bad experiences years ago, and I'm always afraid to recommend them. But Frontier, I've had really great experiences with. So I oh, will to know. say this okay. for them. And even WOW Airlines, I think they're back. They shut down for a while. They're the one out of Iceland. If they're back, then check them out too because they have amazing offers too. But um, So with Frontier, what you can do is you can pull up a calendar view and you can see different days have different prices, right? So if you can be flexible with your dates, you can say, okay, well, I'm going to fly on this day because it's $20 versus this day that's $75. And you can get creative in that way. But then even more so, they have this option where you can say, I'm flying out of Philadelphia. And then it's going to come up with a list of other places and deals for flights to those places. And so what I used to like to do (laughs) is I would look at it and go, oh, there's a flight deal to Atlanta. Who do I know in Atlanta? And then, so this, this is my crazy trip. I did, I flew from Trenton, New Jersey, because I would, I would look at Trenton and Philadelphia because they were both near me. Um, I flew from Trenton, New Jersey to Atlanta for $15 on Frontier. And they're one of those airlines that you pay extra for your picking what seat you want or doing more than a personal item. But I was like, I'm not paying extra. I'll just do the personal item. And if you guys want tips on that, I have tips on packing just a personal item on my site. I've gone for a month to Europe with just my personal item. But um, so $15, go to Atlanta, spend two nights with a friend, and then I, what I would do is I would go, okay, now what flights does Frontier have out of Atlanta? So I said, huh. okay, where can I go from Atlanta? I can go from Atlanta to New Orleans. So then I'm like, okay, I'll spend a couple nights in New Orleans. I'll go see my grandparents. And then where can I fly from New Orleans? Oh, I can fly to Orlando. Okay, now I'm going to go to Orlando and spend a couple days with my friends there. 
and then I'm gonna get a so every one of these legs was fifteen dollars. <laughs> so it was oh New Jersey gosh. to Atlanta for fifteen, Atlanta to New Orleans for fifteen, New Orleans to Orlando for fifteen, and then Orlando to Philadelphia for fifteen. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so amazing. I'm so jealous that you discovered that and I need to figure this out because I've actually never flown frontier or any of those um i've flown spirit once but i've never flown i've I've actually never even tried frontier so now i'm gonna have to start stalking frontier and seeing what they've got going on yeah they have some fun now that 15 that was in 2015 but i do i see great deals like that all the time still another one even if it is like 50 bucks that's oh yeah so much you know Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely where i feel like I don't feel like any airline out there is seriously wowing anybody that's like, oh, if you're paying to be on this airline, you're really getting the special treatment. Like, I feel like all airlines treat you pretty shitty these days. And so Mm -hmm. I'd rather be treated shitty at $50 a a flight than $300, you know? Like, it just... I don't feel like the the shift from the $50 flight to the $300 flight is much of anything. And honestly, Frontier, they are newer and their airplanes are certified like green and stuff. So supposedly they're one of like the more environmentally friendly airlines, which is pretty cool. I don't know all the details on that, but it's just a, you know, good for the environment in a way. If you're going to pick an airline, but yeah, so that's my weird budget hack that is just like play around with it. See where you can go and get creative. No, that's great. I mean, budget is always the key area where people have need advice, you know, and have mm-hmm. questions on how to stretch their budget as far as they can. And that I think that's, you know, because you can always figure out where you want to go and what things you want to see when you're on a trip. But it's the budget that sometimes you need that expert advice to figure out. So, I mean, I learned something from this and I'm, you know, I'm doing all sorts of budgeting for things. So, um, this was great. Just selfishly, I learned so much. So I'm so excited. Just start looking. I'm like, hmm, now, now that I'm vaccinated, where can I go for fun things? Mm-hmm. I feel that. <laughs> I, no, got my, I, I got my first shot and I'm like, all right, in six weeks, what can I do? Where can I be? Right. You're like, all right, where am I going to go? What's the first place? I mean, my first trip is home. Um, so I'm in New York City. Mm-hmm. My first trip is home to Buffalo where my family is because I'm expecting my new um, niece or nephew. Ah. Um, yeah, we don't know the gender yet. Um, but I'm so excited. But so that's a, exciting. But then after that, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere. I can't do this anymore. Um, I have a, whatchamahal, a trip planned for August to Ireland. Yes. And like, but I'm like, I can't. I can't wait till Ireland. Like, I can't wait till August. We have to do things in between. So, yeah. I'm like, what can we do? Yeah. I. But also, it's this weird thing of like, all right, like, I have to work all this back into my budget, <laughs> which is great because we have this budget travel, but I'm like, oh, I haven't been spending money on travel this year. Now I get it. Yeah, no. exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, this was all amazing advice and, you know, hearing your story and everything you've gone through and, you know, stuff around, you know, how you were able to discover the healing side of travel. 
I think so many can relate with. I don't know. I honestly don't know a woman. I mean, I'm in my 30s. I assume, you know, based on like your story that you're in and around your 30s. Um, That's true. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just, I'm putting timelines together based on your story. And I have not actually met a woman in our age bracket who hasn't gone through some, it's really hard to say, but like we've all gone through some pretty gnarly relationship stuff and we let our relationships really define us. I think a lot of us women do this and the fact you've been able to break through that barrier and that, you know, what can technically sometimes block some of us from really experiencing our lives, I think is just so inspirational. And so I think any person who listens is going to find something to relate to from your story and how you've been able to turn it in such a fun, positive, blunt way of inspiring other women um, through her bags were packed. And, you know, even just, you know, all the tips and advice you gave today. I just, I'm so appreciative of you joining today. And I know our listeners are going to be. So thank you so much. And if you want to just remind everyone where they can find more about her bags are packed and more about you, you know, sound off because I think everyone's going to be dying to go check it out. Thanks. Yeah, no, this was so fun. And it's just nice to talk to other travelers during this time, especially. (laughs) um, So it's herbagswerepacked.com. It's were, W-E-R. Some people think it's R, but it's were. Uh, And uh, I'm on Instagram at herbagswerepacked. Also, Twitter is bagswerepacked. I'm on the clubhouse. I don't understand it, but that's bags we're packed. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are places to find me. If people want to get involved at all, I have a really fun group that meets on Fridays at noon Eastern, and we're going to be launching some new times as well, but it's called Unpacking Me Time, and it's a weekly self-care accountability group that's just really fun. We get together we share our intentions and then we just mute our mics and cameras and we go off and have me time and we're held accountable because we're showing up for each other by showing up for ourselves. And it's really fun. We also have a Wednesday, just solo travel meetup conversations that is wanderlust Wednesday. If people just want to like come and ask questions about solo travel, that is an opportunity to do that. Then there's the retreat, herbagsrepack.com slash retreat. So those are things that are going on. And I would love to get to know you all. And if you do find any wild, crazy deals, like I was just talking about, let me know. Because I love hearing about the weird things people find. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I'm going to have to check. I'm going to be probably reaching out to you and excited because I'm literally, I know what I'm doing some point in the evening tonight. I'm looking yeah. at- well, another <laughs> one, I think, I together. think they're in New York as well. Um, Allegiant, they fly mm-hmm. back and forth to Florida. So yes. um, I just flew with them from Asheville, North Carolina to Palm Beach. My parents have a little place, small place outside Palm Beach. And, um, and so I went down there for two weeks and just kind of was chilling out and um that was with Allegiant and that was a really good deal too so and good airline yeah I mean it's another one of those budget airlines where you pay for everything but I I had no problems I feel like again you you get what you pay for and with the budget airlines I feel like you're getting more than what you pay for and the other ones you get less than what you pay for yeah and especially if it is just like a hop skip and away type Mm -hmm. point like I mean I wouldn't probably do spirit frontier like those type of like 
you know, very budget airlines on like a six hour like flight to LA. But I definitely think if you're just doing like a couple hour Mm -hmm. flight, you know, from like New York to Florida, I mean, hell, why not? Like, what do you what are you really needing on that plane? Get yourself a beverage and a snack at the little store at the airport and call it. Oh, yeah, I I bring my water bottle. I fill it up at the water fountain and I pack my snacks. I mean, and again, and the other one is um, Wow Airlines. They're the one based out of Iceland, and they do the layovers in Iceland on your way to Europe, which are so cool because okay. you can explore Iceland for free, basically, you know? So That's cool. I never even thought about that. Actually. Yeah, I had really – I went now. to London. I don't know where I was. I don't remember where I went on that flight. But I had two t- – on each way, I had a 12-hour layover, and I rented a car – and I drove around all day seeing Iceland. And then I went back to the airport and I flew home. And it was so cool because Iceland's expensive to stay there and eat there. And if I'm just there for the day, I get to see the things without spending that money. It was the coolest thing. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, and it's like you said, you're taking advantage of an opportunity. You're getting creative with it. And you made the most of that time. Whereas some people might just... Uh, I don't really want to go through the hassle of leaving the airport and coming back, right. you know, but you were like, no, you're taking advantage of the fact you have this time. Right. Cause it's scary. You go, well, what if I, my car breaks down or I get lost and I miss my flight home. And it's like, okay, but probably that won't happen. And you get six hours by the time it's all said and done, maybe you get six or eight hours to actually explore, but that's six or eight hours to go explore Iceland. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. I love this. (laughs) You're welcome. And thank you. I really appreciate it. And guys, check out Her Bags Were Packed and it'll all be in the description and we will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please remember to follow or subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening on. And if you really liked what you heard today, give us a rating. We love to hear from you and get your feedback. See you next week.